Quick disclaimer, information in this podcast is for general informational purposes only and is not intended to be treated as medical advice. Always consult with your healthcare team before making changes to your diet, lifestyle, supplementation, or medication. If you're beating yourself up, thinking your willpower just isn't strong enough, or that you lack self-control, well, it's time to stop doing that and try these practical strategies to tame your sugar cravings for good. Welcome to Type 2 Diabetes Talk, the place where we chat about what really works to treat type 2 diabetes and prediabetes naturally with nutrition and lifestyle. If you're looking to optimize blood sugar and A1C, lose weight, reduce medications, and improve your overall health, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, type 2 diabetes nutrition specialist, Dr. Jetta. Hello, Dr. Jetta here, and thanks for joining me today. Finally, we're on the other side of the festive season and that hump of a new year, and hopefully we're all ready to settle back into a better routine. On the other side of all the festivities we've had, quite a number of people suggest they need tips and strategies to tame the dreadful sugar cravings. And last year, when we started the show, Many people also said they struggled with this, so that's what we're going to dig into today. After this episode, you'll be armed with a range of practical strategies that will help you sit in the driver's seat when it comes to your sugar cravings. And in particular, I'll be talking about the benefits of one therapeutic supplement that can really help with a sugar reset. So I recommend you listen all the way to the end as you'll want to hear about that, plus, of course, all the seven tips I have to share. If you're one of our members, we've created a handy cheat sheet that you can download with all these tips, plus some extra perks as well. So head to the members library and find that so you can keep it pasted on the fridge. And you'll also find links to other resources and some great substitute recipes as well. Okay, down to this sugar ordeal. Years ago, I remember reading a research paper titled Intense Sweetness Surpasses Cocaine Reward. Basically, the results of the study found that when rats were given the choice between cocaine and sugar, they chose sugar every time. That's crazy, right? I also recall seeing studies done by Dr. Eric Stice showing that the same addiction receptors are activated when we consume sugar as they were if we were to consume cocaine. It turns out that not only do we love the taste of sugar, what this type of research has shown us is there are neurological effects of sugar which stimulate and activate the reward and pleasure centres in the brain similarly to certain addictive substances. So if you're beating yourself up, thinking your willpower just isn't strong enough, or that you lack self-control, well, you've got to stop doing that, quitting sugar and sometimes even getting hold of your sugar cravings or your sugar binges can be tough. Sugar is incredibly addictive. And in terms of our sugar consumption, that has changed a lot over the years. In 1776, people only consumed around four pounds of sugar per year. That's less than two kilograms per year. A century ago, this increased to around 10 pounds of sugar per year, or around 4.5 kilos. 
Now, some estimates suggest that on average, people are consuming their body weight in sugar per year. That's a huge, huge contrasting difference from our past. I remember another striking moment several years back when I was watching Jamie Oliver give a speech on sugar. He pushed out a wheelbarrow full of sugar and tipped it onto the stage as a demonstration of how much sugar kids were eating. And that was a pretty visual and quite shocking realisation that there really is a major problem going on and it's affecting the health of every nation worldwide. Let's face it, sugar is everywhere in our food supply. Some reports say about 77% of grocery store items contain added sugar. It could be more, but in any case, it's a lot. Sugar is everywhere around us, right? And we already know why we like to eat it so much. It's tasty and it's addictive. And that makes it a great food additive for food companies wanting to sell us packaged foods that we will keep on buying again and again. Snacks in particular are a big, big business for the food industry. They spend over $10 billion a year on snack food advertising alone. So that's huge. So when it comes to sugar, we've got lots of influences. Neurobiological brain messages that can drive addiction, easy access to foods ridden with sugar, and yes, sometimes it's other things that drive us towards these foods too. Stress, boredom, emotions, and individual cues and triggers that lead to comfort and reward. Certainly, there's no shortage of research about the negative effects of excess sugar on our health. Sugar is a large contributor to the many health conditions we have seen rise, including type 2 diabetes and prediabetes. There's a wide array of research showing the ways in which sugar can be a contributor to oxidative stress, inflammation, fatty liver, insulin resistance, weight gain, and increases in blood pressure and cholesterol, among other things. To put the impact of sugar consumption into perspective, let me share another landmark study I saw years ago by Dr. Robert Lustig, a paediatric endocrinologist and researcher. The study took children with obesity and metabolic syndrome and reduced the children's sugar intake from 28% down to 10% of total calories and their fructose intake, a type of sugar, from 12% down to 4% of total calories and the results were incredible. The children's fasting blood sugar was reduced, insulin levels were slashed, liver function improved and blood pressure and cholesterol reduced, and there were improvements in other aspects of their health as well. But what I found remarkable about this when I was reading it at the time was this all happened in just 10 days. Just 10 days with reduced sugar and fructose improved the kids' blood sugar, insulin, liver function, blood pressure, and cholesterol, among other things. It was really quite incredible. Some years ago, Dr. Robert Lustig in the University of California produced a fantastic video series on the drivers of obesity on YouTube and also a great video on the impact of sugar. 
these videos at the time sparked a global movement that was so powerful. Certainly, I was very inspired by Dr. Lustig's work, and that work is still highly relevant today. So I'll leave some links in today's show notes, type2diabetestalk.com with episode eight. And if you have some time, I'd highly recommend you dig into these videos because they are really enlightening. Get proven practical support to lower blood sugar, weight, and medication. Check out Dr. Jetta's programs and services at type2diabetestalk.com forward slash programs. Let's get back on track here. All right, we know the issue of sugar is a big deal, but how do you deal with this on an everyday basis? Well, I know you'd love me to tell you there's a magical pill that could take all your cravings away, but unfortunately, that isn't the case, so I don't have a magical fast fix. Although, tip number seven comes pretty close. I also have six other effective strategies that you can implement on their own or collectively, and they can be really powerful in helping you sit in the driver's seat when it comes to taming your cravings. Firstly, you want to make sure you have a good baseline diet. What I mean by this is you need to have a baseline diet, an everyday eating plan that you know works to support you to achieve and maintain your goals, such as healthy blood sugar, optimal weight, and reduced medications. If you haven't got that now, working towards this is the first step to overcoming sugar cravings because we know that poor eating habits don't help with cravings at all. You want to make sure you have a good balanced eating plan with plenty of protein, healthy fats, and the right amount and types of carbs so that you can feel at your best. Primarily, you want to include lots of fresh vegetables in your eating plan. Vegetables help to maintain a healthy digestion, fill us up more, help to regulate blood sugar, promote healthy gut bacteria, and improve metabolism. We all need a good baseline eating plan as our foundation. Not just for our overall health, it's also important because a good baseline eating plan naturally reduces our cravings for sweets. And more than that, a good baseline eating plan allows room for sweets as well. I definitely recommend listening to episode six because I covered what to eat to make the perfect foundation for your eating plan. And the info in episode six is also relevant to taming your cravings as well. Next, I would say that if you're having a real issue with sugar cravings, the worst thing you can do is reach for the ultra-processed sugary junk foods. Don't auto-default to chowing down on chocolate or candy because it won't help your cravings at all. It's just going to feed into those brain and hormone cues. If you do need something sweet, choose fresh fruit over crappy junk food. Fruit is nature's natural sugar pack treat in a delicious little parcel. And while there are some fruits that are better than others in terms of blood sugar control, which we'll go over in more detail in future, the truth is any type of fruit is better than a crappy piece of candy or junk. The great thing about fruits is they come packed with added nutritional value. Water, fiber, vitamins, minerals, polyphenols, flavonoids, and phytochemicals. So eating a piece of fruit can really help satisfy sugar cravings 
while also giving you a nutrition boost too. Anytime we're in these situations, we want to try to choose the most nutritious options. Doesn't mean we always will, of course, but remember, consistency is more important than perfection. To make your sweet fruit snack more appetite-satisfying, combine your fruit with a source of protein or fat, a piece of cheese, yogurt, nuts or nut butters, that type of thing, and you'll soon see those cravings dissipate. Now, fruit is the best option if you really must have sugar, but even fruit can sometimes be problematic for blood sugar, and as I said, we'll cover that more in future. But if you can get past your craving for that something that is actually sweet, then choose another type of snack. For example, choose slowly on some nuts and seeds, which can be very appetite satisfying. The third thing is, while it may not always feel like the case, we do have power to overcome cravings. And the perfect way to do it is by distracting ourselves. For example, some research shows a short, brisk walk can help to counter sugar cravings, especially cravings triggered by stress. Activity is a great way to tackle both the cravings and the stress. You get a bit of time to think and unwind and as a result, overcome cravings. You can also think about ways to incorporate walking as a strategy. If your cravings always come after dinner, is there a way you can take a short walk? You'll not only counter the cravings, but be contributing to better overall blood sugar levels too. Or maybe there are other ways to distract yourself. Reading a book, drawing, gardening, knitting, whatever it is, distraction can be a powerful tool to overcome cravings. But you need to think about this beforehand so you can default to your distraction when you get those cravings occurring rather than just caving in to the cravings. Next is to prioritise sleep. You might be thinking, why on earth am I including sleep here? What has that got to do with cravings? In recent years, there's been more and more research on the importance of sleep. And that's because adequate sleep is crucial for our hormonal balance and hormones regulate everything in our body. So the reason we're talking about sleep is that lack of sleep can affect the hormones that regulate appetite, leading to an increase in hunger and potentially sugar cravings. After the festive season, our sleep routines might have been disrupted as we've been doing different things. So it can be important to assess or reassess our sleep. Ask yourself, am I getting adequate sleep? Are there any ways I could improve my sleep quality? Get yourself into a better sleep routine. Research shows a few ways to improve sleep quality are to establish a consistent routine, get exposure to natural light early in the morning. So just go outside and sit in the, in the natural daylight for five to 10 minutes and ensure our sleep environment is comfortable in terms of being a dark and quiet space that we feel comfortable to be in. And also using some breathing or relaxation techniques to help us wind down and enter a deeper sleep can be very helpful as well. The point is, prioritizing sleep can help reduce cravings and it can also help improve your blood sugar and many other things too. Number five on our list of tips is to drink plenty of water. Believe it or not, 
dehydration can cause us to crave sugar. Being well hydrated has a lot to do with our energy levels and when our energy levels drop, what do we feel like doing? We feel like eating and we're often after the quick fix. So in comes the sugar. Next time you get a craving, have a glass of water instead and see if that helps solve the problem. And try to maintain your water intake throughout the day to ensure you don't get dehydrated. Tip number six, suck on coriander or fennel seeds. If you're the kind of person that loves candy or chewing gum, this method may work well for you. One of our members shared this simple method which they used to slowly overcome their addiction to eating packets of jelly candies a day and chewing gum obsessively. That was just to suck on coriander or fennel seeds. And you can buy the whole coriander seeds and fennel seeds at most health food stores and even supermarkets. And fennel seeds are particularly good with a refreshing mild licorice flavour so they can be great to just chew on. The last thing I want to cover is the use of therapeutic supplements to help tame cravings. And when it comes to supplements, it helps to turn to research to explore what it says about this, as we want to choose options that have actual known benefits. While we can read a lot of things out there on the Wild West web, there aren't too many supplements that directly impact sugar cravings. Some are beneficial because of their relationship to cravings. For example, chromium and magnesium could play a part toward indirectly managing cravings for sugar due to their benefits for blood glucose and overall metabolism. But I have found one therapeutic that can be particularly helpful to target sugar cravings directly. And it also has beneficial effects on blood sugar and inflammation and other things as well. And that therapeutic supplement is called Gymnema sylvester. Gymnema sylvester is a therapeutic herb native to India, but can also be found in other parts of the world. And in India, it's known as the sugar destroyer because it's got benefits in both reducing sugar cravings and in supporting improvements in blood sugar control. So this herb is loaded with anti-inflammatory and antioxidant compounds that provide many benefits. But in terms of sugar cravings, it has one particular active compound called gymnemic acids, which have been shown to suppress taste responses to sweet things. So essentially, this herb reduces the pleasantness and desire for sweet foods. It also contains another compound called gumarin, which interferes with the sweet taste buds on the tongue. In one study, researchers gave people a mint containing gymnemic acids, or a placebo, after which the participants were given samples of their favourite chocolate and asked to rate their desire for more chocolate. And what they found was that the number of chocolate bars eaten decreased by 21% within 15 minutes of eating the mint because the desire to eat more high sugar sweet food was reduced so dramatically. So the genemic acids had an immediate effect. And those who reported having a sweet tooth had an even greater reduction in their desire to eat more sweets. These are short trials, but they do give us some indication of the effects. And Gymnema sylvester does have a long history of use in the ancient Ayurvedic system of medicine and in naturopathic medicine. 
I've found an herb such as gymnema can help provide a sugar reset so you can get on top of cravings a bit. And what the research shows is that the effects of gymnemic acids are transient. So taking it for acute things like cravings can last 30 to 60 minutes. And in these research studies, they've often used lozenges, but you can't actually get these. So given you want to get those effects when you're having sugar cravings, I've found the leaf extract can be quite effective. The Gymnema sylvester leaf extract, it comes in a tincture or liquid form containing these gymnemic acids. So as an acute remedy, it can be effective. And I'll link to some of these products in today's show notes at type2diabetestalk.com with episode 8. But anyway, you squeeze the liquid tincture into a glass of water and drink it. And you can even drop some of those drops directly onto the tongue. And if you know you always get those cravings at a certain time, take some before the cravings actually hit and it can help you really get past them. Another way to take gymnema is through tea, which has been shown to host a series of gymnemic acids. And there are also supplements that are readily available and could be used as a general preventative. As I said earlier, gymnema sylvester not only helps to reduce cravings, but it's also known for its ability to delay glucose absorption, support pancreatic function, and reduce inflammation, among other things. Perhaps we can talk about that more in future. But the dose of supplements taken in randomized control trials among people with type 2 diabetes, they've used a dosage of roughly 400 to 500 milligrams per day. So like I said, you can take that as a general preventative. But as an acute remedy, I think the Gymnema sylvester leaf extract in that tincture liquid form is more highly effective. I would also say to be cautious when taking Gymnema as it has been shown to be so highly effective in reducing blood glucose and in helping things like regenerating beta cells in the pancreas and supporting improved insulin function and insulin sensitivity And in some studies, gymnema has helped people reduce medication. So you need to be aware of this if taking it, particularly if you're taking insulin or sulfonylurea medications like the glipizides, glucocontrol, melazide, glipside, and the glicozides such as dimicron and gliad. Those are just a few brands, but both insulin and sulfonylureas already make you more vulnerable to low blood sugar especially if changes in your levels are quite substantial. So in general, with supplementation, it's always recommended to work with your healthcare team to make sure the supplements you choose to take are appropriate for you, especially if you're taking medications. So there you have it, people. You're now armed with seven effective ways to tame sugar cravings. They actually do work very effectively but it's up to you to take the tips and put them into practice. So if you are challenged by cravings at the moment, which strategy will you choose? Or will you use some of the things we've talked about collectively? For example, will you make sure you get your daily water intake, take a walk after dinner and include a supplement? Or will you improve your sleep routine and focus on improving your overall eating plan? I guess the other thing I would say is, Please be kind to yourself. Sometimes we can be challenged by cravings or other things, but it really doesn't help to beat yourself up when you're bad. 
If you do have a piece of chocolate, a piece of cake or a donut, please enjoy it. Then get back to those strategies you're working on putting into place. Get back to that baseline eating plan, your foundational diet. You know, even if you're taking small steps, those small steps add up to big changes in a matter of weeks. And that's what it's all about, people. Positive steps forward each day. If you take some positive action to tame your cravings, I'd love to hear about it. So head down to type2diabetestalk.com where you can leave a comment and let me know. You can also find the show notes, links to some of the products I mentioned, and an overview of these tips at type2diabetestalk.com. And if you're one of our members, log into the members site and find the extra perks in the members library with episode eight. Before signing off, I have one small favor to ask. I'd really appreciate it if you could take the time to leave a five-star review for the show on your favorite podcast platform to help the show reach more people so together we can make a difference in the lives of many others. Thank you, Dr. Jetta, over and out. Thanks for tuning in to Type 2 Diabetes Talk. Please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. And for episode replays, episode notes, and more, visit type2diabetestalk.com. New episodes are available Tuesdays, 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time, or your time zone equivalent. Thanks again. We're truly grateful to be a part of your life and help make a real difference.